<clears throat> so for those of you who've never visited here uh, in Holy Family, we have a house of uh, 15 young people at the moment, um, a few more on the way. Uh, but there occasionally are little, you know, little, little, little fashions, little um, games that kind of spontaneously uh, become part of our life here. And one of them recently has been this uh, effort to scare one another. So, um, like there's someone from the north who you might have met once or twice, so he'll jump out of nooks and crannies and go boo, which means boo uh, to everybody else um, in an effort to scare people. So a couple of days ago, uh, there were two people in the, um, well, you know, in the, in the wardrobe where I keep my vestments. And I don't know how long they waited there, but I, I opened the door to get my vest. There I was immersed in prayer. I was immersed in prayer, opening the door to get my vestments when I see two faces about there and there going boo. So and what I found interesting was, or what they noted, what they found interesting was, my reaction was a fist. <laughs> now, fist, fist was not, I, 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 I didn't, but uh, I did form, uh, my, my initial reaction was to fight. It's just interesting how uh, you mightn't always be aware of what your reaction will be until the situation happens, right? There was uh, someone here uh, last year and her reaction was to scream with a banshee-like howl that was just simply incredible. You could hear it from all over the house. It was, it was, it was horrific, actually. <laughs> what, the, what on earth is happening over there? And then you'd come out, and there's, there's Liam standing there going, I didn't mean it, and Chantelle in the heap at the corner. Um, <laughs> so, so, yeah, so you don't know your reaction until the situation happens. So we, we don't, we're not always aware of... We often think... Uh, you know, we have things together, like when it comes to our faith and going to heaven, there is this kind of idea that once you get a little older, you can start investing a little more in the faith, and then it'll be fine. So, you know, you start putting your time or effort into that when you're 70, uh, and, uh, and then, you know, you should have things more or less sorted by the time your, your number's up. But do you know how you, re how you will react on that day when the Lord calls you? Do you know? The, the, the gospel today is about it being surprising. When this day comes, it's, it's going to be a bit of a surprise. I mean, now may, maybe, 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 if you, if you have a long-term illness, you might, have a couple, you might have a couple of months, maybe even a year or two of preparation. Like if you, if you get a serious cancer in the brain or somewhere where they know they can't operate, then you may get a couple of months or, 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 or a year, to, and then you've got a bit of time for preparation. Okay. But even then, even then, do you know how you'll react if you get that diagnosis? It's, it's hard to tell because you've never been there. And often these things are kind of, they're almost, almost a reflex. They're, I, it just, in that moment, it just comes out. Do we know how, so if we have a long time of preparation, do we know how we will use it, how we will react to that? Because it's not guaranteed that if we were to receive a diagnosis like that, that we would say, okay, well, now is my time to get ready for heaven. I might actually spend the time going, God, why me? Why would you allow this to happen to me and end up using the last months or years of my life blaming God? So we, 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 that's why the Lord is saying like, we, we have to be ready. We have to be, caref we have to be careful to not presume that we will choose God in the last moment or that everything will be, will be fine. Uh, this, this will come, he says elsewhere, like a thief in the night. This, this moment when, when the Lord might call us or the Lord will return. Obviously the Lord returning in all of his grandeur and grandeur and splendor and all of that uh, in, in history, his second coming. We don't know when, that, when that's going to happen. It could be in our lives. We don't know. 
What we do know is that at some point I am going to meet the Lord personally, which is kind of the same difference, really. If the Lord comes and we all meet him, or if I just meet him singly, either way I'm going to meet him. So how are you going to react? What are you going to say? I can only imagine. It's a song. Uh, we haven't learned it yet. But, uh, what are you going to do? So how, how, do we, how do we prepare then for that day? If, if it is kind of reflexive, or if some of it is kind of instinctual, how do we kind of maybe hone or prepare those instincts that we actually decide for the right thing? <clears throat> That's where the, the power of, of regular daily prayer that's where the, the power of regular communion with the Lord is in actual communion, not just <clears throat> receiving Holy Communion as a thing, but entering into a holy relationship, a holy communion with him. That's where all of this actually prepares us for that moment. Because then, if I live like that, <clears throat> I, I know him to some degree. Obviously, he's God, so I'll never know him entirely. <clears throat> but I know him to a sufficient degree that if this day were to surprise me, I've already chosen him. I, I, I chose him long before this day came. And that's, that's, that's very, very important because this is the kind of thing you can't, you can't put all on red and hope to, hope, hope to God that the, the little bally thing lands on red because if you're wrong, we lose a lot. We lose everything. We lose eternity. So it, it, it's risky just to kind of presume on that last day, of course I'll choose God, of course I'll choose heaven, of course I'll choose... Well, if you don't do it now, who's to say you'll do it then? So we, I think we need to strengthen those reflexes, that, that, that conviction in our own hearts now <clears throat> by regular prayer, regular attendance at the sacraments, regular entering into this holy communion with him. One brief word on the readings, if I may. Um, the first reading... Uh, the first line of the first reading starts with something I really like. Naturally stupid are all men who have not known God. Now, it would be very interesting to read that maybe with the same attitude with which it was written. Naturally stupid are all men <laughs> who have not known God. It's just, I just love that because in today's society, there is this kind of underlying idea that really smart people are probably atheist. If you're really smart, you probably don't believe in God. Whereas if you're a simple, little hay-chewing, bale and twine, holding the trousers up kind of farmer, you probably go to Mass. Do you know, there's this kind of idea that smart people don't believe in God. That's just stupid. <laughs> Scripture says so. Okay? Um, if they have been impressed by the power and energy of the world and all these things they've seen around them. Let them deduce from these how much mightier is he who has formed them. And we see today in the world again, people do, they have this desire. They have a desire to fight for something and they have a desire to believe in something greater than them, something. Now, it can be all sorts of things like energy. Imagine if you only believe that God is energy. Would you like walk past every plug socket and go, oh, I, I don't know, I don't know, I don't know how it works, I've never tried. Um, <clears throat> but if you just believe God is energy, 
How on earth do you have a relationship with that? If you believe that God is, is the universe, so the universe kind of draws us together. You know, I've seen that in some of these dating programs or apps or movies, these rom-commy things where, where people say, oh, the universe has guided us together. The, the universe. The, the universe. Them big rocks and masses out there in space care about my love life. I don't think so. <laughs> like, it's actually stupid. Sorry now, but it's really, like, same with the horoscopes. Do you know what I mean? That if Saturn and Jupiter are here, I'm going to meet, well, for yourselves, a tall, dark stranger, and for me, a tall, blonde, whatever it is. I don't know, what am I supposed to meet? Oompa Loompa. Okay, so when the stars align, so when these rocks in space align, that's going to, and by the way, it's going to cause everyone born in that stretch of months to meet a tall, dark stranger. They're all fighting for one tall, dark stranger. How, how is that any way reasonable? When the rocks in the sky, like when you think about it, it's completely nonsensical. Nonsense. I know people read it as kind of a bit of a laugh or whatever, but it's really stupid. You might as well, you might as well actually get you know, marbles and throw them on the ground and go, oh, do you see what the marbles say? No, I don't see what the marbles say. What do the marbles say? Oh, I can see it. It means your investments are going to go well. How do you get that from three, glasses, three balls of glass? That's just stupid. You know, I mean, just to be really clear about these things, like the universe doesn't give a, a nappy about you. The universe doesn't give a full nappy about you. It doesn't. It doesn't even know you exist. Right? It doesn't. Outside of our galaxy, they have no idea. The, the, the rocks out there don't even... The rocks can't know anything anyway. But they have no idea that we're even here. They don't care. <laughs> That's not what we believe in. That's so stupid. We believe in a God who existed before time and outside of time and then brings time into existence. Because he creates the matter, the material necessary for the Big Bang to take place and then frrr, everything from that. It's called the moment of creation. That's the, how, is that, how is that nonsensical? How is that stupid? How is that in any way deficient? You can't prove it. <laughs> prove love. Prove why we like music. Prove that to me. Why, is that why do we need music? Why do we need poetry? Why do we need science fiction, stories, Prove why any of this is necessary. Prove why a fine wine is better than a, a Tesco boxed wine. Prove that. See, life goes way beyond science. Science on its own is good and necessary, yes. But it's, it's not God, and it, nor can it explain him, nor can it explain the most important things to us, like everything that goes on in our hearts. A loving relationship you cannot quantify. You cannot explain it. That's why we, we resort to poetry and imagery and analogy and all sorts of things. Because it goes beyond science. You live your life purely according to science, then we're only parts of a machine. And we have, built, we have been put here to eat and procreate and then die and push up daisies. Fairly boring life. That's not what God says. So our life, because of God, is so much richer, so much more... So it gives us eyes to see the beauty of everything that surrounds us and the beauty in everyone that surrounds us, but in a pure way. It allows us to, to see and appreciate and love the whole world in a completely different way to people who just think it's merely material. This is a gift 
all that we see, everything from polar bears to ice caps to the universe is a gift. And that's why we take care of it. Because it's a gift from God. It leads us to the creator. That, that's why we take care of it. So, we ask the good Lord today <clears throat> that this beautiful Psalm 18 can be our chorus today and that we can join in with all of creation. The heavens proclaim the glory of God. Amen. So dear brothers and sisters, thank you so much for joining us for uh, this homily via YouTube, via our live stream, or via the various podcasts. Uh, thank you so much for, for being part of our extended family, uh, wherever you may be. Uh, if these have helped you in some way, if they have they've blessed you, if they've helped you uh, in your faith in some way, in order to uh, facilitate our mission and, and, and encourage our mission, allow our mission to continue, uh, you might consider uh, maybe donating towards a holy family mission, towards our formation of our young people here in uh, a place near Clonmel uh, in County Tipperary in, in Ireland. So if you wish, you can do so through our website, holyfamilymission.ie, and there's a donate tab there, and we greatly appreciate any help that you can give us. Obviously, we'd be delighted for your prayers as well. Please do pray for us. Uh, this is not just <coughs> a battle against flesh and blood but also obviously we're engaged in a whole spiritual battle here as well so we need your help uh, on the spiritual front as well as on the material front in order to to uh, allow our mission to continue so thank you so much for your for your generosity and for your support and be assured of our prayers especially on wednesday when we offer our mass and our prayers for all of our friends and benefactors so god bless you and we'll hopefully see you or hear you uh, on a future podcast or homily god bless you.